0: Welcome to the Retro Namicon podcast. And then I'll have my break in effects. Watch, 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 watch. Welcome to the Retro Namakan podcast, a podcast where two people are gonna voice their semi-educated uneducated opinions on anything pop culture retro current um uh, i am one half of your host system today
1: and i'm the other half yeah we're gonna talk about some stuff and it's gonna be a good time it should be Hopefully.
0: yeah why don't you go ahead and tell them a little bit about yourself I'm okay uh
1: yeah i'm rick uh colorado native been here for a long time um, I'm just kind of in a bunch of things. I like to call myself the Jack of all nerds, which sounds weird, but, you know, I go with it. Not really into any one thing, but into a lot of things. So it kind of makes me a little more worldly. I may not have the deep dive into stuff, but, uh, yeah, you know, a little bit of everything, books, comic books, or otherwise, video games, movies, toys, music, subcultures like steampunk, LARPing, D&D. I just like it all. Pop culture is awesome.
0: It's funny because I consider myself a decent nerd, and yeah. uh some of your stuff even make me seem a little tame well, <laughs> but I, mean, I, I have this infatuation with larping um it's something i I want to want them to, to do all right and the the stereotypes of larping really keep me away from the open fields and public spaces what,
1: and, like what kind of what kind of stuff's the the, what do you the mean of- like,
0: like like yeah so like i mean you you look back at like a movie like role models where like they really you know larping so- was in the center of that movie and that's that is what i picture in my head you know like uh did you ever see the movie knights of Badassum? oh yeah okay so like that's For what movie. i want it to be but role models is what i figure it really is you know and I'm yeah, I'm I sucking
1: mean, it, that king dude, like it's it's like whatever you put into it is what you you know get out of it. Like the more you kind of just throw yourself into it and, and let it be, the more you you're willing to kind of play in the in that realm, the more fun you'll have. You just gotta like ignore the outside world and just play in it. it yeah, fun, at least
0: it, it's tough. Anyways, yeah. Let's go ahead and start <laughs> episode one off with the larping tangent.
1: Yeah, no okay. kidding. Hey, I'm okay with that. We could do that for the next hour, but uh, <laughs> hey, look, there's is,
0: there is no central basis to what we're going to talk about on this show. So <laughs> uh my name's Toby. Uh I predominantly am video games. Uh I kind of my expertise lies I shouldn't say expertise. My education lies with video games. Um but also Delve into I love movies, especially old movies. Um, I grew up with my dad watching, making me watch '80s horror and sci-fi and action, and I thank him for that. Um, also, dive into a little bit of D and D and a lot of old collectible pop culture stuff. Uh, growing up, I I collected mostly sports memorabilia. Um, I was a three sport ath- athlete until high school, uh, so. I was collecting from a very young age. I went through the Beanie Baby stage with my parents. I was a walking Beckett for 10 years of my life between sports memorabilia and Beanie Babies. Like, there wasn't a Beanie Baby out there that I didn't know and could give you a price on it, you
1: know? That's a nice cross-center of humanity right there. Sports Beanie Babies. Dude, it was one of those things.
0: You know, I come from a a collection-style family. Like for the most part, one stop short of hoarding. Um, but it was something that my parents did because we were poor and why not blow money on stuff that you seem like an investment.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I get
0: it. I don't know. I don't know. We may talk about beanie babies one of these days. That's, I still I'm have cool some knowledge that. that I should not know.
1: It'll, I still have some beanie babies. It'll
0: come out. <laughs> um and it's-
1: Mysterious, weird, kooky come out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, I thought Princess died, and you'd do a deep dive into some something. You know, <laughs> I have that doll or I that bet. bear. I should say. Yeah.
0: It's a, yeah purple bear, white
1: rose. Yeah. Yeah, that thing was the rage back in the day.
0: Bro, Beanie Babies were on a different level. Like, yeah. I mean, oh, you're oh, talking yeah. like cabbage, oh. cabbage patch kids level. That's saying <laughs> something.
1: And then McDonald's get involved, and it just goes to the next level of ridiculousness.
0: Yeah, McDonald's just, they have a way of ruining stuff. I'm striking McDonald's right now. I've had a real <laughs> tough time with McDonald's wow. during quarantine.
1: I, I, I Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I <got> <laughs> um, but with my video games, uh, most of the jobs that I've had in the past probably 10 years have allowed me to travel around. Um, And in turn, I visited every pawn shop, thrift store, flea market, anywhere in the state of Colorado. Um, And I get good stories from that sometimes. And good finds. You know, one of my favorite things about video game collecting is finding something cheap when you shouldn't. Yeah. Or, you know, something you don't have in general. And for that, we're going to start episode one off with a story... Because I added something to my collection in the last week um, that I never thought I would find. Completely unnecessary. Uh, But it was still cool. It's still cool. Because it's one of those things that like for me, I never thought I'd see one. And up until this time, I've never ever seen one in the wild. Um, Or when I say wild, not at a game store, not at a museum or a con. um, Because of course, I've seen one. Um, But here in Colorado, First, do you have anything else you want to tell them before I break no. into this?
1: Don't yeah. get to know us as it goes along. It'll come out. Yeah. So, Whether we want it to or not.
0: <laughs> we have two major thrift store chains here in Colorado. Most people have them. Um, of course, we have a Goodwill, which sucks in general. Um, sure. But we also have ARC thrift stores. ARC. ARC. A-R-C. Um,
1: A-R-C.
0: Decently better. Uh, their prices can vary from store to store. And unlike Goodwill, they do not have an on uh, an online au- auction site, uh, because if people don't know, when Goodwill gets good stuff in, they don't. It never makes it to the store, like never. They have an eBay style auction site that they put anything and everything on. Which, from a business standpoint, I understand. From a collector standpoint, fuck you. <laughs> Give me a chance. I want that seventy five cent. You know. Final Fantasy 7, Black Label. But you don't get that. No. You, don't, you just don't. So anyways, mm-hmm. I walk into an ARC on a lunch at work the other day. And as per usual, I make a couple stops. I started the video game case. Because most of the time their video games are behind glass shelving. I make my way to the board games. Because I also have a collection of miscellaneous Parker Brothers and Milton Bradley board games. Back to the 60s. Um, and then I make my way to the books. And the CDs and the DVDs. And that's the that's the realm. I don't need clothes. I don't need knickknacks. I for sure don't need wicker baskets. Because I have an entire aisle of that. So I make my way back to the video games. And inside one of the two glass clases, cases. Is GameCube controllers. And branded GameCube controllers. At that, you know. You don't see them very often, especially in thrift stores. They're usually broken. A couple of them were beat up, but for four dollars a piece, I couldn't pass them up. Um, they're GameCube controllers. Yeah. I, I'll be able to. They'll be. They'll be fine. So I call someone, and if you've ever been to an arc, you know that you can't get into these cases. So I get uh one of the workers ends up being a young girl, super nice. Um, which sometimes they are not. And I'm talking to her. I have a look at the GameCube controller. It's like, hey, cool. And she asks. She's, <laughs> she says... Do you collect anything else? said, no. Well, yeah. I mean, I collect a lot of stuff. You know? And she's like... It's really cool to see people buying old stuff. I was like, yeah. I said, Do you know, you guys keep prices pretty good. And... I enjoy buying from you. And I usually get lucky to store like that. And I I kid you not, this girl looks at me and she says, We just got this old Atari television and it's up front. So all I can think is that this girl has now put a wood grain television up front. All right. And she is referring to it as an Atari television. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, ma'am. Do you want to take these up? No. Cool. So I walk away. I don't think anything of it. I was just like why would they even begin to sell an old console television? Uh, so I walk around I do my rounds or whatever and as I'm walking up to the front to pay for my GameCube controllers, I see it. And on top of the glass case in the very front of the store is a 1982 Vectrex. Um, and I don't, have you ever played a Vectrex?
1: No, I wasn't aware of it until you brought it up. And, uh, you know, you told me a little about it. But if you want to kind of let people know.
0: So for those of you who don't know, the Vectrex was a system that came out in 82. It's a console built into like its own little television. Um, it's like a 6-inch by 10-inch CRT TV. And on the very bottom, you have a, two controller parts. And uh, the controller itself slides and locks into place on the bottom of this console. Uh, again, they came out in 82. They were discontinued discontinued in 84. So they're only, only out two years. Wow. They were insanely expensive at the time. So you don't sure. see a lot of them. Um, very cool system. Cartridge-based system. Um, like I said, they have a CRTV. And one of the cool things about them is it's a black and white TV, and Vectrex made overlays that sat on top of the TV to give you color. Um, End quote. Yeah, it, it was actually a really cool con like concept for the time, but it was just all these extras you had to buy for this television. But, anyways, I find it sitting on top of the glass case again. For me, I've only seen these things at cons in um, a couple game stores throughout my entire life. I've never ever seen one being sold out in the wild. Um, so I walk up 150 bucks, And for me, completely unnecessary in my collection, but is one of the pride and joy things that I've found in a thrift store, ever. And added, yeah. you know, it, it was one of those things that like, through the entire process, talking to the girl, the Atari television, to walk up and there be a Vectrex um, and the cool part about the entire thing is at our thrift stores, they do not sell TVs, right? You can donate the TV. They immediately throw it away. And at this particular thrift store, I know one of the kids that works there who happens to also be a video game collector. And he happened to know what it was. And so I asked, I was like, why price so high? And he's like, look, you and I both know what it is. And he's like, <laughs> ARC's throwaway TVs. And I talked him into putting this out on the floor, hoping no one knew what it was so I could buy it tomorrow. Mm. Like, Well, you know, fate would have it. I walked into this thrift store today and I purchased Ooh. my <laughs> very first and probably the only Vectrex that'll ever be in my possession.
1: Yeah. So did it come with any games or anything? Or no. Um
0: them? like I said it's a cartridge based system. The yeah. games are not, not insanely expensive. There's not a lot of them. Not a lot of uh yeah. not a lot of games. Um but there is a built-in game to the system. So I was oh, able to cool. at least turn the system on and check it out. Anyways, I was able to check it out. Uh, I knew that it worked and the game that's built in is called Mindstorm. Mine m-i-n-e uh yeah. and it's just a uh, asteroids port pretty much uh but it's oh, a really cool the way that's it's not like a bad game. no no and by no means it's all geometric patterns on the tv screen so it actually looks really cool it plays really well um just like an arcade style asteroids sure. but it and was uh, a
1: it was joystick cool. on it the regular yeah, joystick, yeah. like an atari joystick
0: yes but smaller it's more like a um there's a joystick. It's more like a thumbstick. It's like a. Okay. It's like gotcha. an analog stick, um, and then there's four buttons. It has four buttons, and they sit straight
1: across. Uh, None of them do anything <laughs> except for the A button.
0: You know, in Mindstorm, <laughs> one's a boost that shoots you forward, and one's a gun. Hey, boom, boom, bang. You you I think one's buy. a teleport. I don't know. Oh. I only played the game Ooh. for about. This. Four yeah. minutes just to make sure the the that it worked. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm going to sell it. <laughs> uh, for what I paid for it. And again, it's before my time. I was born in 89. The only reason I know what it was is because of me watching
1: videos and stuff. That's crazy, though, that you had the knowledge of it. Because, I mean, it, I would have looked at it and been like, oh, that's an interesting thing. And I not even thought twice about it. It looks cool.
0: So, like yeah. yeah, I mean it'll definitely catch your eye just walking past it. Um, and if you look close enough to look at the name, anything with the name Vectrex, like it just sounds cool.
1: Yeah. Be something to Google be like Vectrex, oh, I mean, Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting thing that I'm not gonna spend money on. Uh,
0: yeah. You know, they're uh they're <laughs> actually a lot cheaper like, than what I expected. Credit. Oh yeah? Yeah, I mean Relatively, I spent one hundred and fifty dollars at a thrift store on a television. So, <laughs> an old ass uh, television. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised it worked, to be honest. Um, but they only range between like three and four hundred bucks. Uh, okay. But you really have to want one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not just gonna buy one for the sake of being like, I want to play the video game. I stores. really need
1: to play this.
0: Yeah, no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> it's cool,
1: but you don't need one. that's cool man yeah it's It's one of those things here's some of those stories about how you found some of the stuff
0: you know the more I tell them the more I realize that I just previously spend money driving around while I'm working for that said money
1: but you know everybody's got a hobby and yours is collecting games and stuff so there's worse things you could be doing I mean Colfax you could just you know, go pick I mean, up some meth or meth is a hell of a drug. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh, but yeah, hopefully I get a. Hopefully, I'll be able to tell more and more cool, story, like stories of uh, some of the stuff that I pick up out and about. It is a yeah, it is fun for me.
1: Absolutely, even some of the pieces you've held on to for a while, it'd be interesting to find out how you came about them. I mean, if it's interesting, if it's just yeah, got it online, that was it. Then <laughs> yeah, I
0: bought this one on eBay <laughs> for right. market retail price. <laughs> Did the seller
1: have a cool name? At least yeah. no, John yeah. Smith.
0: Dog Humpers seventy nine
1: sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. That'll get you. That'll bring you in business. Yeah. So there is a it. Hope
0: like I said, hopefully we just run into some cool stuff. Um. The Vectrex, like I said, is one of the cooler things that I've ever found in, uh, just out in the wild in general.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, well,
0: one of the things we want to do on this podcast is, I really want a reason to go back and play, or watch, or read, or listen. To some of the old stuff that we run into, um, for me, I've got a collection of games that you know I either didn't have growing up, or I was too young for. That I'm slowly but surely trying to make my way through. Um, and in turn for that, I want to give you guys reviews of them, um, and not just games. Uh, Rick and I have both talked about movies, books, albums, podcasts, podcast, yeah, just about anything. Um, And to try this out, I have recently read through Ready Player One again. Oh, Um, man, I
1: was meaning to do that. uh, It's not a retro book. Um, No, 2011 isn't that retro.
0: No, but the cool thing about this book is it kind of encompasses everything that this podcast will eventually be about.
1: Absolutely, just fandom in general, pop culture, whether it's eighties, nineties, seventies, two thousands, two thousand eleven. Who knows? Yeah, everybody's got something.
0: the The book is is amazing. Ernest Klein really figured out how to capture a time of past in the future. Like it, it is a really spectacular put together. And one of the things about this is they made a movie. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, a Steven yeah, Spielberg the- movie. Yeah, on top of that, you get one of the biggest things they touch on in the book. They get that guy to come and direct the actual movie for it, which just seems like if I could have one person direct it, who would it be? Well, the guy who created so many people's childhood. <laughs> I mean, he for real, that guy. You know, like, and it's that- it's got to be
0: like an Ernest Klein dream when they came to him and was like, "Hey, book selling great. We want to make a movie out of this." Yeah. And to have Steven Spielberg step in and be the one that directs that movie.
1: Yeah. So to pick up where we left off, we could go over a little bit of a synopsis about the story, maybe.
0: Uh yeah. Um. I mean, I guess I've read it later. I I can go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've. I've, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and start off with saying that the book and the movie are different. Um. Just like a lot of things nowadays, the book and the movie, two totally different things. Um, And Ready Player One is no exception. Uh, A lot of the 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 basis of the book is in the future when everything seems like what it is now in the world. They have created a virtual reality system that everyone pretty much switches over to be real life. Uh, You make money, you go to work, you shop. Um, pretty much everything you do is done in this virtual reality world called the Oasis. Uh, the real world really just is your natural body sitting in a chair for the most part. Um, and in this world, the gentleman that creates this virtual reality world passes away and creates an Easter egg. And to get this, this Easter egg, you would have to complete three challenges, three gates. Um, and each gate has a score, a corresponding key. And the person that collects all these keys, completes all three gates and finds the egg, inherits all of this oasis, this virtual world. Um, so the, the base of the story is is this no-name, poor project living kid trying to fight the multi-million billionaire corporation from taking control of the Oasis.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, the IOI, the, uh, what was that? The Sixers. Yeah, the Sixers.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) so, I guess we could probably stay not spoilery. But, yeah, or, if
1: you want to kind of go over general and then, you know, because if people haven't read the book, the book definitely has uh, a few more twists than the movie does. The movie seems a bit more straightforward. You can kind of see where it's going to go. Whereas the book, I feel like it does some things that, that a little more twists and turns to the whole thing. Yeah. I think you hit on the the, the big the big kind of overarching Artemis, is, or no, well, Artemis is part of it. Character names. yeah Wade, Wade, Wade watts is trying to you know yeah trying he's to, trying to win it all he's you know, trying like to get the this Easter story and you know he's this poor kid he's trying to just you know do it and he's doing it because he's passionate about it not just because it's like oh I need the money which is kind of cool
0: and this is a big like underlying problem because the billionaire corporation at the IOi if they were to win their main goal is to make money off the Oasis and in, hmm. in this world, the Oasis is free to everybody. If you have access to the computer, to the Internet, and to these gloves and a visor, you can do whatever. The problem that. is that if you're poor in the real world, chances are you're poor in the Oasis. Um, and yeah, it's a, you're
1: using borrowed stuff.
0: Or, it really you know, is a, a bummer. Managing.
1: It's like you're going to the thrift store and picking up, hey, okay, I, this glove will work along with this you
0: know, boot or what? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's going from, (laughs) you know, a computer that's running Windows 95 to one that's fully immersive 3D suit (laughs) where you can feel people breathe on you.
1: Oh, the lag. Could you imagine
0: the lag? Ah, Dude, I would kill myself. (laughs) In game and real life. I just, it would not be good. Yeah. Uh, But, overall, the the book um, tells a totally different story than the movie. I mean, the base is about the same young kid poor, trying to win this Easter egg so he can take over. And like Rick said, it's, he's doing it for the right reasons because the Oasis is something that he wholeheartedly believes in. And Halliday, the, the guy that invented it, he believes in everything about that person. Whereas yeah. the IOI is doing it so they can change all the rules, charge a subscription, do advertisements, and pretty much just ruin it for anyone that already doesn't have a high life position. Yeah. Um, and the concept of this book is is awesome. It's
1: it's brilliant. the The fact that he it's not just like he chooses. Oh, it's going to be mostly movies, like. He chooses stuff from D and D, and then he goes and grabs stuff that's music. Like he goes Rush and the album Two One One Two, and it's like that's that's great. And just the way they weave it with the movies and the just the planning that it would have taken to come up with a story like this, with all the intricacies, just seems like next level thinking.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, Ernest Klein, the, just the knowledge he has for pop culture in general is. It's insanely impressive. Yeah. Like I mean he's pulling some left-field stuff.
1: But it's clearly a fan making what is my ultimate story that would be about my obsessions of when I grew up in the 80s. It really feels like this is a love letter to oh the 80s. That is my decade. Everything about it is is my heart like on the page right there. It's
0: pretty it cool. really is. I mean it's it's a true reflection of I I think what that what he or who he really is, you know, like you said, it it really is him just pouring every like and piece of nostalgia that that means that much to him out into a book and telling a story of old in the future, which is even yeah. cooler yeah. in in a time.
1: Yeah, you've got like sixty years difference or something crazy like that, where it's like. Really, normally somebody would just be like, "Okay, this is a book based in the '80s, and maybe some future technology or something," but not him. He's like, "Here's where the future is going, where everybody just gets in this these these pods, or you know, depending what you're reading or watching." It, yeah, it's pretty great. Man.
0: It it really is. Um, and more or less, I my my love for Ready Player One comes from the book. I love the movie; it's awesome. I have my problems with the movie. But I can also understand why they couldn't do everything by the book. No pun intended. Guess, or no, pun pun intended. intended. No, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <pun>
1: intended. <laughs> to, to pull some of those references and to get all these companies that would have to be involved to be cool with being, okay, yeah, you can use our independent property to, to throw into your movie for a reference or whatever. It just seems like, I mean, Steven Spielberg would be the one to do it. And he did a lot of amazing things. But uh, to pull some of that other stuff would have taken some effort, I think.
0: I mean, for a um, for a movie that was probably expensive to start, yeah, Just thinking of up. the licensing, yeah. It, I mean, the reference he makes is it makes in the book. I mean, there's probably a thousand that yeah. you would have to, and even if you didn't take all of them, I mean, the budget that you would have to set aside just to to reference one thing. Yeah, and it's probably every page.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's still amazing what they were able to pull off and kind of throw in there. I mean, for the movie, that the whole Shining scene, like them going through that little quest, mm-hmm. that alone is so amazing. The fact they've recreated the whole, the whole hotel and everything, and oh, I won't go into too much more. But man, it's yeah. it's, it's if you
0: haven't mind. seen the movie, even if you don't want to read the book, uh, the movie is completely worth watching. If yeah, you have totally. any interest in, in any of check. those things, yeah. totally worth it. That being said, I don't want to review the movie. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, and I'm not I mean, going to give,
0: you know, I say review. I We should, maybe it's not really a review. I'm going to judge some of the things that we're going to watch or read or listen to. And at the end of my judgment, I'm going to give it a corresponding number
1: oh yeah the old <laughs> ratings. every 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 you know everybody has a rating system whether it's the the classic five stars or you know roger and his two thumbs up you know or 10 out of 10 man netflix let's do it whatever i don't know but those all seem like old old standbys those are yeah everybody's done those
0: i mean it's rotten tomatoes or nothing right
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Is it it freaky fresh or is it rotten? I want to know.
0: For us, our rating system is going to follow along the lines, but with our own little twist. Because in my line of work, and with all the bullshit that I collect and listen to and watch, I'm going to give them Cheeto fingers. Cheeto fingers. Now, the real question is, what is my maximum Cheeto finger count?
1: Oh, how many? Do Cheetos I get Cheeto dust on all fingers? One finger,
0: or eight fingers? Do I touch Cheetos with my pinkies?
1: Not typically. I usually go like three fingers tops.
0: But do you suck the pinky, anyways, just in case there is Cheeto dust?
1: I mean, so does who doesn't suck? You know, sometimes you just gotta suck on the pinky but make sure you get the Cheeto dust
0: off. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's under that nail. I could have had Fritos yesterday. Oof! No. <laughs> what a combo. <laughs> no, I think we're gonna stick to a five Cheeto fingers. That five being said, cheeto. I want to give some nubbies. Yeah, like I want to give a that, that, three and a half. I want to give a three and a nub. Three and a nub for the movie. No, I'm not judging no. the movie today.
1: I have oh, my yeah, problems no. with
0: the movie. Right. <laughs> that's that's for down the line. All right, I'm judging the book. Nah, we can judge the movie. Fuck it, because my my rating it's for the book the same, is biased a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, so three three and a half for the book is what you're giving it. I'm gonna okay. Three 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 and a nub. I'm no,
0: it would be a travesty. The book for me personally is a five fucking yeah. finger yeah. licking was, good Cheeto fingers. Right. was
1: like three and a half. Seems awfully low. No, for it, not that's good.
0: That's almost perfection. Not good. And I would even give the movie. I would still give the movie at least four, and the movie yes, would so. probably be higher if I had never read the book.
1: Yeah. True. That. That. Yeah. It's I a. It's a that.
0: big part of like because as much as I like the movie, I still reference back to what I've read and. The book and the mm. movie, while sharing the same format, a lot of the things are different. The keys are different. The gates are different. Um, well, the
1: fact they got rid of the gates—sorry, that's a spoiler—but they got rid of the gates in the uh, in the movie. They just stick to yeah. the, the keys, which is like okay, but I feel like you're hit. You're only hitting half of the the references you can hit, half of the fun that you could hit by taking the gates out.
0: Yeah, because there's, I mean, in theory, like I said before, there's three keys, three gates, the final Easter egg. Um, and each one was a challenge. So like in the book, there's, I mean, seven total challenges if you include the Easter egg challenge, Mm -hmm. whereas in the movie, there's three challenges and a test. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, that being said, again, the movie still very visually, good. I would visually, still give it four. it's
1: just the most stunning thing out there, that movie. And it, just the way they do the Oasis, it has a look and feel that all its own. Sure, it's uh, computer-generated and, you know, it's supposed to be a video game. But just the way they did it feels like it's its own thing entirely.
0: It, it really does. The way that they go back and forth between live action and CGI is... Dang good. it's amazing, it really is i mean i mean the the movie is really a work of art um and the story again if you've never read the book and have any interest in any of the stuff that they reference in that movie it's 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 an amazing movie um my judgment comes because they changed it but i can't I can't hate them for that i can't fault them for that
1: yeah, you, you can't fault them too much for you know doing what i mean they well, yeah they were a little you know hand, handcuffed on what they could do. They really Still were. Super enjoyable.
0: But they did a great job. So I'm going to get my rating book five Cheeto Fingers. I'm licking every ounce yep. of flaming hot cheddar Lemon. Oof. I don't care. I'm Oof. licking it all. Give me Flame more and book.
1: Flaming hot lemon.
0: On that note, with my five star judgment, uh, or five-star. Jesus Christ. Five Cheeto Finger Judgment of Ready Player One, the book. The new one comes out this year. Ready Player yeah, Two dude. comes out in November.
1: I'm so excited for it. I am.
0: I'm excited and scared.
1: Do you think he's going to try to um, work off of... Because he, he helped on the screenplay for the movie. Do you think he's going to do some of that that was in the movie into the book, as well as trying to combine Ready Player One, the book? So it's kind of a mashup between the two to create Ready Player Two. Um, That's I
0: don't know. I, I, no, no, I don't think he's because the movie was kind of its own like standalone thing. I think it would it would be a problem if he used any of the reference out of the movie, only because they changed it. So much from the book that it would almost be a completely secondary story if you base it off the movie and not off the book. That makes sense. Now, personally, it's hard not to go into spoilers, but there's there's a couple in Ready Player One that could have a baby. Is that going to be Ready Player Two?
1: Are they gonna Are they gonna go that route? You think so? You don't think they're gonna? Yeah, there's there's just territory know. that it's covered. hard to speculate.
0: Either way, book's amazing. Movie is great yeah. in its own right. Five Cheeto if you haven't seen them.
1: fingers. Five
0: four Cheeto four fingers all day for the book
1: or Cheeto fingers for the movie. I agree with both of those. I think they're both quality products that you'll enjoy either one. I always recommend it to folks who are like, "Man, I need something to read." I'm like, "If you haven't read this, yeah, why haven't you read this?"
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those one that's it's constantly at my the top of the list of recommendations
1: for for reading, yeah, especially. Yeah. So dang good,
0: so um, dang, you, my dude. As we so get further into this podcast, our review judgment segment will grow. It'll get better. It'll get more collapsed and expansive. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, when it comes down to those, it's all opinion pieces. That's all. Re- Do you believe every critic that you read? That This is, this is word. This is, you know, if they say the movie's bad, does that make a movie bad? No, you know, it's all a pain. Definitely not. You take it for what it is. I mean, ours are just correct, though. That's the difference. Uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, I would take, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Take my shit to the grave. Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll stand by it. I'll fight you over it. Not physically. No. But verbally. So, Ready Player One, suggest it. 100%. Yes.
1: Absolutely suggest it. Go out and get it wherever you find books and
0: movies. Yeah. Online, where you can find everything else. Because it really is like the start of what we're going through.
1: I mean, Owen is putting on suits to go into a virtual world.
0: Bro, in the beginning of that book, they talk about like war and disease causing the crazy stuff in their world that started the Oasis. So. Yeah. 2020 is really showing us that this is a possibility.
1: They're like, 20 years from now, this isn't just you know a fun fantasy story. This is the future. He could be our our Nostradamus.
0: That's all I'm saying. There's no doubt. Could you imagine that? It uh, it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I can, That's scary.
1: <laughs> it's scary business
0: to think yeah. that. That is scary. I mean, it is, but uh, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Rick has eaten something very curious yeah. lately, and I really want to hear, hear about it.
1: Uh, yeah, as, as a fat boy does, he likes to eat. And recently, you know, because we were able to, and you know, for, I think it was for father's day, I decided to try this co- company called mythical meats and their whole thing is like taking fantasy creatures and missed, uh, taking the names of mythical creatures and and doing uh exotic animals i don't know not your run-of-the-mill meats like wild so game. Just, yeah wild game that's the word i'm thinking of you know words are always come um but i just wanted to read like real quick there kind of about us because i thought it was kind of fun so if you'll bear with me one second i'm going to try my movie trailer for Once upon a time, in a land not so far away, we stumbled upon the idea for Mythical Meats. Stemming from a passion for jerky and a love for magical creatures, we channeled our creative energies into creating Mythical Meats. Reimagining exotic game meats as some of the most beloved creatures in our culture today has been its own adventure, and we are so excited to share this journey with you.
0: You know yeah. what? Two things. That's
1: Great, awesome right? about
0: us section. Like I'm right? buying your product. I'm at least That's trying right. your product. Second, Sign me up. very impressed with your movie trailer voice. All you right, am Not gonna lie, that was yeah. not what I expected. You know, <laughs> You're you know, Nothing's I I can do this. Yeah, there it
1: goes. <laughs> but you don't have that. Right? No, that was I your voice. Any, and <laughs> that, was just, that was just me helping on it and doing it.
0: So yeah, uh, so I
1: got to see some of these. Um, yeah, I posted pictures on, and I'll make sure that, you know, I'll, we'll throw them up on the, uh, the the Instagram so that way folks can kind of see the different packaging, because that's half the fun, too, is the packaging. is so creative and cool, but I went and got the sampler pack, which basically includes all their flavors. 25 bucks seemed like a heck of a bargain. It's like you know, $2 a stick or so. And, and they're all uh, just
0: meat sticks, right? Like there's yeah, no yeah. like meat and cheese sticks or... No, it's
1: all, it's all just protein, baby. It's just what you need to get your morning started. Um, but in this pack, uh, I'm just going to read off some of the the different sticks that I had and their ingredients, or at least the main ingredients. Uh, and it'll be alphabetical because it's fun that way. Um, the basilist. I don't know if I said that. Bascalist? Okay, I want to guess animals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. This will be a fun game. Okay, so okay. what is inside a list? bascalist? I, my only,
0: I can only think that it's got to be like a rattlesnake.
1: <sighs> or some sort of snake. Sorry, dude. It's 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 a reptile, and it's an alligator. Okay. Mild, <gasps> it says alligator mild with beef.
0: Mild alligator. Yeah. You know, so you know. I, I'm not mad at that.
1: It's, yeah, a taste, tasty bit of food I mean all these are, are, are I wasn't disappointed in any of them they all say taste super fresh too almost like somebody had just made it you know in the back of their food truck or something
0: alligator's good for uh, you it,
1: really? Though.
0: yeah alligator tail packs the most protein per ounce of any wild animal huh I did not know that fun facts
1: Interesting. Uh, the next one is chupacabra
0: ugh Uh, mm, I'm gonna say, damn, I want to say goat, Mm. but I'm gonna go with
1: lamb. No, man, it's it just says chorizo Mexican style. I say okay, so it's pig.
0: Yeah,
1: okay. That that Uh, that one not super exotic. They kind of missed the boat without doing the goat thing with Chupacabras. They goats right?
0: As long as it wasn't a dog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, wild it dog. Good, eat
1: it. <laughs> yeah, I know. for sure. Uh, next one is um, the almighty dragon. Fuck, dude! I don't even know.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this one is alligator cajun with beef. So a bit more alligator. They're they're digging on the alligator. Super good. So. Though.
0: Cajun is just uh, another word for
1: spicy. Oh, just, just their spice. Yeah, yeah. first one's mild. <laughs> if, 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 if you don't want to take on a dragon, go get some basilisk. You'll be all right. Yeah, They're just a big snake. This one's yeah. a big snake with wings. Yeah. Don't <laughs> okay. With it. it'll, it'll turn you to stone. Um, uh, next one, Griffin.
0: I don't, it's gonna be it, if it's not if it's not some sort of bird, I'm gonna be pissed off. So that I'm gonna go. No uh, I mean, you can't eat eagles. So it's got, and I, I like mean, if they do chicken, really, I'm gonna really be pissed. pissed. So if we're gonna go wild game wise, I'm gonna say
1: quail. Oh man, Pheasant. bigger, bigger bird, b- bigger bird. Turkey, the biggest bird, the ostrich. Oh shit! Yeah, dude, that's the fastest fuck bird. Yeah, that's that's okay. one that you know
0: they had to. Who knows how they get it? But. I mean, griffins fly, so I yeah, would at so. least chose a bird that fly. But I'm no scientist. I don't fucking know. yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're fast enough. To, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, assumably yeah. they were all pretty good. Oh, they're they're all great, man. They're all fantastic. Next one is, that- is Griffin. Or, sorry, we did Griffin. A kraken. A kraken. I mean, we'll speed it up a little bit.
0: <laughs> I have to say,
1: octopus. No,
0: nope. I don't think duck. you can make that into a meat this, stick.
1: This one's interesting, duck maple.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that one just sounds good. That sounds like it's a like,
1: Chinese Christmas. It's like a little gamey kind of, but a little bit of sweet with the maple. It's great. Uh, next one, Loch Ness monster. Oh God.
0: I don't know. This one makes no sense. <laughs>
1: Donkey. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's beef and mild buffalo.
0: I mean is there any mythical creatures like a buffalo? Uh to some people bison.
1: I'm sure I'm sure there is. <laughs> Th- there's gotta be, right? Like it'd be a shame if somebody didn't include I don't know. That,
0: that one's odd. The naming and the the meat combo is, is yeah. different.
1: You're like what? What? Uh next one Pegasus the old I flying hope to horse. god it's not horse. I don't know. Antelope Pegasus. Antelope with beef. So
0: look, yeah. antelope can run fast enough, dude. Those little fuckers can fly. They might as well, right? Uh, yeah, they're a little pran hopping.
1: thing. Huh. Yeah. That one is what? Yeah. Pegasus. Pegasus. Peg- yeah, Pegasus. So that's antelope Antelope with beef. Uh, huh. Phoenix is the next one. Phoenix.
0: I'm going back to my bird shit.
1: Yeah. Whale or pheasant? Hey, you got one, Hey, buddy. let's go! It, it, it's beef and pheasant. No kidding. Okay. Yeah, okay. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Check one for the uh, home team. Yeah, you got one.
0: Uh, unicorn? Again, I hope to God this it isn't a cool. horse.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this This one's pretty straightforward. This one's just smoked beef. It's their regular stick.
0: Yeah. You know. It's horse. Yeah. They yeah. can't put that on the label, but they yeah, murdered exactly. a bunch of wild horses. Make yeah. sure it's still a wild game. Don't look in the
1: back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Uh, um, uh, and then the final one to round out this uh, selection is werewolf.
0: Um, Is it an animal you've said before? No. Some different werewolf. All right, I'm going to get this one, too. Let me look back through not, your Instagram stuff. It's not dog. <laughs> yeah, there you it's go. It's not dog. <laughs> it's not dog. Um, dude, I'm drawing a blank on animals that you should eat. Hit me with it. I don't know. Uh,
1: it's a uh, venison teriyaki.
0: Uh, okay, so it's yeah. deer. That could have been yeah. a unicorn. Why didn't they
1: use that for the unicorn? Right. Like re- clearly, you don't mind reusing. Stuff. I mean, alligator. It must have just- alligator.
0: That's the tag though. Like when you're looking at the website on all the sticks, the first one that you see that you're like, I got to try this shit. It has to be the alligator one.
1: Alligator, right? You're like, I want to I want to eat something that could literally eat me. That's the one that sucks you and it's
0: a dinosaurs. It's a fucking dinosaur. Yeah. Who
1: doesn't want to eat a dinosaur? I don't
0: know. How old was that alligator? You don't fucking know. It ain't like a turtle yeah. where it's got rings around the shell, you know?
1: Yeah. But, so overall yeah, pretty man,
0: good. But, oh you oh said, my God, what? 25 I,
1: bucks? 25 bucks and that was what 12 sticks or so I
0: mean yeah. it's
1: killer deal it's great you know and where can you get them delicious uh, just do it online their website uh, mythical meats mythical meats mythical meats look that's a name that's a good name it, uh, that's what caught <laughs> me I was like mythical meats yes that's I a good name that. yeah so huh. yeah I'm gonna have to check those out man. you should Wow. absolutely it's delicious i i highly recommend it especially if you if you like trying new things i'm always like what's well, the new menu item let's do that guy unless it's fish cuz i'm not a seafood guy but that's that
0: is i mean cool. anything but pickles guy but i'm the same
1: way yeah. like i'm pickles can I'm, go take a short walk yeah. off of a long no wait change that a long walk off a short
0: yeah just get him the fuck out of my face yeah just <laughs> don't go live uh, in the forest i'm the same way though like, I, I'm the type of person that'll try one thing or, like, everything once off of a menu. Try, try it once. Yeah. Worst thing happens, it's not good. I don't I'm like it. Next time. Mm-hmm. You know, if it if it just doesn't blatantly say that it has something on it that I don't like, it's yeah. like, ah, oh, fuck, i just try, try that. What's hey, that?
1: Sometimes, that sounds good. You know, cool. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss sometimes. Yeah, but sometimes it's just. Bro. Sometimes like, oh, what did I do to myself? I up
0: $12 right there. I'm going <laughs> to die.
1: I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Oh, uh, damn, now I'm hungry. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we do, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Both fellow big boys. I'm going to eat some.
1: Hey, question for you. Who would win in a fight? Dr. Seuss versus Dr. Phil. <laughs> okay.
0: All right, so I need a rule set, because is it just Dr. Seuss fist fighting Dr. Phil? Because if that's the case, Dr. Phil wins. He's a big
1: boy. He's a big, he's an ex-football player, so like college football guy. So yeah, he's going to, he's going to beat some ass for sure.
0: Now, if Dr. Seuss can throw some like Loraxes at him, you know? Oh, man. So is he able to use like his imaginary arsenal? This is the real question oh, because that's, that's I'm taking Dr. Phil in
1: any fist fights. Considering this is a hypothetical question, I mean, why not make it as. Half the fun of these things are, oh, who would win? Well, let's go as crazy as we can get. We don't need huh. to keep it in the real world. We're fucking- there.
0: Look, Dr. Phil I doesn't know. stand a chance. Yeah. Right? They're g- so. Dr. Seuss is going to be like, have you ever seen the Grinch? All right, yeah, eat this super strong motherfucker. Yeah. You know, like, he's pissed off all the time. He's got superhuman strength. Like, he wouldn't even need the Loraxes. The Who's pop, would just pop, be standing pop, on the bitch. outside of the circle yelling, Fight, fight, fight. You know, it's just, it for me it's gotta be the great well. I can't even say Dr. Seuss. The horrors that come out of a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> the,
1: <Yes>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole redfish, bluefish thing that goes on that it's all right, watch out, this guy's got some stuff. But you do get the option
0: now. Does Doctor Phil get to use some of his guests?
1: Guests? do like, oh, you think the-, <laughs> the catch me
0: outside, bitch, dude? I, I mean, she's crazy. I,
1: she'll straight cut somebody, and she don't bro, care.
0: <laughs> all right, she'll fight the entire
1: audience. I think she yeah. could take one Grinch. She, she'll be eating uh, the Homeville by herself. catch,
0: I think it just depends on the arsenal you allow him to have. You know, Doctor yeah. Phil had a thing with Oprah or Oprah's husband. Oh shoot!
1: You don't know, get Oprah involved. Nobody wins against that. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. I, look, do you think Doctor Seuss has more money than Oprah?
1: Oh boy! I mean, he's dead, so he has no money. But
0: <laughs> huh? Well, yeah. I guess you can't really look up the net worth of a dead person, huh, Kenya?
1: <laughs> I mean, I know he's he's, he's still yep. somehow pumping out books, even though he's been dead for. Uh, what twenty years at least? Uh, yeah, I don't do. Honestly, he's got I money, know. but he doesn't have Oprah money. Nobody has. No one has. Fact, I mean, the fact that she gave Doctor Phil like a, a career, like she's she's a what is that? A kingmaker? That's that's the, the the term, right?
0: I have I no know. idea. That's what he turned into for a while, though. daytime television was his therapy couch. Yeah, that was free. You know how many yeah. lives he probably didn't save? By giving people advice on WB29? Yeah, no kidding, man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't mind Dr. Phil. But if Dr. Seuss gets used as arsenal, I'm taking Dr. Seuss. I think if Dr. Phil gets to use his arsenal, the only person I'm worried about is Catch Me outside.
1: Here's where Dr. Phil would win in that scenario, right? Like if he could get to Seuss before he can open up a page. I think he wins it, right? Like he just has don't to know. beat him to the literal punch.
0: Doctor Seuss got it. like, if you look at some of the books that he did, his imagination's kind of wild. I imagine he's like, like even in old age, he was like a squirrely motherfucker. You know, like Doctor Phil come at him, he'll do like the little bob and weave, uh, kick his football knee out from underneath him, and then like, yeah, throw the one fish, two it? fish. You, you, you know, like they all won two <laughs> the, right. the red, hop blue, on pop. hop, hop, pop <laughs> yeah. hop, <on> pop.
1: <laughs> Yeah, pop hop, yeah. I don't know, man.
0: Ding, ding, so, ding, ding, ding. Final bell wins. Doctor Seuss whipping the shit Dr. out of Doctor Phil.
1: Dr. Right. Seuss the shit. Hop out of on Dr. pop,
0: Phil. dude. Did are you my mother? No, you can call me daddy. <laughs> And Doctor Seuss fucking <laughs> mic drops, walks out the <laughs>
1: ring. You can catch this shit outside, bitch. <laughs> and then goes to go the story about the whole thing that somehow rhymes with made up word.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. At the end of the <laughs> at the end of the match, it just sounds like he's battle rapping you. <laughs> it's just like a straight diss.
1: <laughs> no doubt.
0: Yeah, the Doctor Seuss victory. All right. Yeah. I like that. I like that. We're <laughs> gonna bring that one back. I like that. Uh who would win? Dr. Seuss, for sure.
1: Dr. Seuss. Sorry, Dr. That Phil. was my go-to. Dr. Phil's okay in my book. He tries to help.
0: You know, at the beginning of that, I was I was giving a lot of credit to Dr. Phil. I, it kinda swung a different way for me. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm.
1: It's all uh, about the rule set.
0: Well, cool. As we wind this uh Episode one down. Is there anything you're excited for? Um, oh my there's a lot of stuff coming out. There's a lot of old stuff that we have the option to watch. You got anything planned as far as uh, excitement All coming
1: right. up? Yeah, I've got a few things. I've got three video games that are coming in the next few months. There's Marvel's Avengers, which looks like it could be cool. I mean, I'm a comic book guy from a young age, so I really dig that. Watch Dogs Legion, which comes out in October, which I'm a fan of Watch Dogs. I like the whole like technology, using that to your advantage. And then Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I've been a fan of Assassin's Creed since the OG. And then uh, New, Mut- New Mutants movie coming out in August. Looks like the first kind of horror uh, superhero movie, so I'm excited for that. And then Ready Player Two, as we talked about already. So that's kind of my exciting upcoming excitement.
0: Do you want me to disappoint you as a video game player? Sure, dude. I've never played an Assassin's Creed.
1: Oh, that's that's nutty. I, like Black Black Flag is so good.
0: I've I know a lot about all of them. Clearly but I've you do. Never actually touched one.
1: Nothing wrong with that. There's so many games out there. You almost have to choose a lane and like this is where I live. Action, adventure, gaming. That's where I live.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I will say that being being a a big man, I've always had infatuation with Vikings. And it's one of those things. I'm a blue-eyed person. So I tell myself that I could be from Viking descent. It's more or less German. We know that, but the Valhalla stuff really, really intrigues me. Because like the whole Viking civilization times are really fucking cool and considering all they did was rape and pillage for the most part it's not like a how to train your dragon scenario but I'm very interested and watchdogs I didn't play the first watchdogs um the concept seems cool the story base for me just wasn't in the cards but legion looks good cause this is the third one
1: this is the third one yeah they have yeah. one
0: two and then now legion
1: um what was the first game you said? Uh, Marvel's Avengers. It's kind okay. of like, um, you know, you get to play as a bunch of the different Avengers, kind of based more on the comic books than the movies. And they so, have it. Yeah, because they,
0: they came with some, like, out of left field characters, if I'm not mistaken yeah. about that
1: game, right? Camilla Khan is kind of the big front runner that they've been showing off of. She's got kind of abilities that are similar to Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. And she's just... A newer one that I wasn't even aware of. I mean, lightly aware of, but not to the degree of, like, Iron Man or Thor. Yeah, yeah. I mean. So, but, you know, but we'll find out. You don't know how a game is. It,
0: you really don't. I'm kind of curious. And the way that COVID's been, it's it sucks to see what some of these video game companies have had to go through and work through. And they're doing it. So, you know... I give full credit to any of these guys, the designers, the artists, everyone working on video games. Thank you. Because yeah. I've done nothing other than work and play video games during yeah. this entire quarantine shit. Yeah, um, it's
1: a good time to be a video game developer. I mean,
0: it's a bad time to be a collector. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, God, the, the prices. I mean, look, I'll be honest. Some of my stuff has doubled in price. Over the last six months. But it also means that demand is way up. Sure. Finding stuff is way down. And if you are finding yeah. stuff. Wherever it may be. Chances are you're going to pay market for it. So like yeah. right now it's a good time to buy current stuff. um, Current yeah. system stuff. And for me like I'm a big WoW player. So like my excitement. Is coming with Shadowlands. Um, I've played WoW for. Twelve. For thirteen years now, twelve years. Um, what's the so, big uh,
1: catch with that one? Because there was like pandemonium or whatever all those and So what's this one? Shadowlands is where like it's purgatory,
0: pretty much. Oh, and wow. so like I'm I'm horde, and people that play alliance can go fuck themselves. Uh, I agree. But our war chief <laughs> has went and fucked a bunch of shit up, <laughs> and is now walking around purgatory. You know, Azeroth purgatory. And the new big bad is either going to be Sylvanas, um, which I imagine will fight her through sometime in this expansion, and the Jailer, uh, who is, you know, Hades, in a sense. Cool. But that being said, a lot of the games that I'm waiting on either don't have release dates yet, they're uh, delayed. I mean, Shadowlands was supposed to come out like mid-September at the latest, and now it's pushed back to December, and they still haven't given us like an honest release date. So that's, sure. that's future Toby's problem. Currently, I'm not playing retail or classic at that. So, yeah. uh, but what I'm excited to play, and I do do a little streaming on the side. I do have a Twitch channel that hopefully I'll be doing a lot more on here in the, the near future. But I have restarted, not restarted. I've really started to focus my collection on my N64 stuff. Um, the N64 played the biggest part of video games in my life. It's something I I still have my my childhood 64, um, and a lot of my games at that. And one of those franchises for me is Torok. Um, and I've restarted to buy again, not restarted. I've started to buy complete in box uh, N64 games. And if you know in 64 came in cardboard boxes
1: which yeah, makes finding
0: good ones and complete ones very hard um but in the ones that i have found it got decent price and i just got Torak two in and i already own Torak. i still have my childhood copy of Torak. um so i'm gonna start playing through that franchise at least for the 64
1: so
0: they, they really are man
1: I mean, Again, GoldenEye was great, but Torok for me is just a little bit better because you had the different weaponry that you could do, and the fact that there was dinosaurs that would get you. And that game was ugh, so it, good. It was it great. It
0: was, it was great. The boss fight's good. With any N64 game, the controls are kind of garbage. Um, But it is what it is. Uh, 007, though, man. The campaign for 007. What I will give Turok, uh, which, not great in the first one, but the second Turok's multiplayer, I spent, I mean, a plethora of hours playing. Like, my brother and I played that game religiously from the time that it came out to the time that we upgraded to, like, the PlayStation. Right. I still yeah, remember it- the cheat code for Torok 2. Oh, yeah? Which one? So, Torok 1, the original Torok, had fucked up cheat codes. Like that mm-hmm. shit was like 79K4 money sign <laughs> asterisk Brilliant. seven four two no K fun. No fun. right yeah. left dude fucked up cheat codes all right when Torak 2 came out they were like yo <laughs> we can't do this shit So Torak 2's God mode cheat code if you go into their cheat menu is beware Oblivion is at hand and that'll unlock all weapons, all characters, all maps, whatever whatever is unlockable. That is their God mode cheat code. Still works. Checked it when I tested out my cartridge of Torak that I got a couple days ago. Still works. Uh, but for me, did, that's what I'm excited they, for. I'm excited. They to, have like to, big, to
1: the stuff. big head mode and stuff like that too. The right? big
0: it's head like, mode, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. and they have like, <laughs> like a that it, going back now. The graphics are so bad. I don't know how we saw so anything, up. but they so have like up. a like a rainbow spray paint paintball map that I swear to God, if you don't have. Epilepsy, you will after playing. <laughs> like it's it's rough. It's rough. Still fun though. Like they have the little saw-seeking missile. That's oh, like yeah. the cerebrum or whatever
1: that <laughs> like, they just digs into your head. Ah, uh, that's right.
0: Yeah, good games, that's right, dude. The
1: messed up weaponry. I mean, yeah. any any game that lets you run around with a bow and it's pretty rad, in my
0: head. yeah. And how many games really put a like a Native American background? You oh. know, you were a Native American yeah. with teleporters and advanced yeah. weaponry, hunting dinosaurs.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, they were just like, it, "We got one chance at this. Throw everything at and, it.
0: Yeah, just do it." So, and they've came out That's with some since, since then as well. <laughs> um, the N64 got three that I know for sure. Um. It might have had a fourth, but I know GameCube got a version, and then they released the Xbox 360 version, which I've never played the 360 version. But the GameCube version super good. Evolutions, pretty yeah. good. I, I would I would mean, suggest that one too.
1: Nintendo is pretty solid though.
0: Yeah, some of their first party stuff is. I mean, you really just can't go wrong. Yeah, you really can't. Yeah. And uh Torok was an acclaimed game back well, when let's, they let's... had. Uh, a little iguana iguana man. entertainment yeah
1: crazy
0: even looking at the box man this fucking game was so good so good I agree but that's where my excitement lies in the next week or so that's through. good times man but that's good stuff. that'll just about wrap us up um, again we're gonna try to do this weekly um, as much as we can you know with delays uh but as we get further along everything will roll a little smoother get a get in a stride and uh i'm really really excited to do this I, i'm not gonna lie this is it's been a long time coming and
1: yeah I really a, lot of, planning, a lot of a lot of oh can we do it nope we gotta push back you yeah. know we try and try with as life does it always pushes us back and we appreciate those who do listen to us and who are willing to take a chance and go on the journey that, you know, whatever this turns into, you know, hopefully you can just tune it in and listen to it and have a good laugh or two or three. And, yeah, we'll see where this monster goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, it's really just an outlet for us to talk about some of the stuff that we like and love. You yeah. Know. And if someone gets joy out of it or any information or education or whatever, that's just a positive for us. You know, it's yeah. it's something I enjoy talking about, and, and just enjoy in general. Yeah, really.
1: Um, but uh, hey, I've got a, I've got a final question for you, and we'll leave everybody with this to ponder on, and maybe we'll touch on it starting next episode. You ready for it? Hit me. If animals could talk, which one would be the rudest? Good night, everybody.
0: Thank you for showing up to the Retro Nookan
1: podcast. Hey.